Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit ryansowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. Special guest today in the studio, my co-host, Art Wood. We are being powered by Art Town Gwinnett Magazine, and we're broadcasting live on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country and the suites in beautiful Stone Mountain. But as I mentioned, my co-host, Art Wood. Art, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic and thrilled to be back. Awesome, man. Glad to have you back. And we have a special guest today, John Carr in the house. How you doing, John? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Absolutely. i got to give uh, props to my co-host. He said I made him do all the work, and he's, he's right. He, he did. <laughs> he, he did. But we got a great guest. Well, John, just let me open it up, and then Art and I'll just kind of, we'll go old school and just fire around the table. But just kind of tell us about you, your background, your business, your family, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> presently, I live in Gainesville, Georgia. Um, I grew up lived in Tucker my whole life, um, went to church in Tucker. Um, my dad bought the business in 1975, and so I was around Main Street my whole life. Um, and um, just have uh, always had a place for it. It's a great place. It still is. Um, uh, it's a great place to do business. And um, you know, I'm married, and I have uh, three sons who are 22, uh, 21, and 16. And a 21-year-old, I think, is going to go into pharmacy school. So oh, wow. looking real forward to that. Absolutely. Wow. So did you go to pharmacy school, pharmacy school as well? I did. I went to pharmacy school at Mercer in Atlanta. And when I started, it was downtown off of um, North Avenue, which was it was a little bit of a trek. My first semester, it was there. And then my second semester, they moved it over to Shamley, where it is now. Sure. Yep. That's what I want my, my well, undergrad days. It, yeah. Well, it's interesting because what binds us all together is Tucker, right? Yeah. Um, and they call me the unofficial mayor of Tucker. Absolutely. You've been there longer. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there longer. And, and I've always, um, you know, we want to get into what makes you successful and all that kind of stuff as well. But I just think the, you know, the, the run, the run through Cars, drugs, that business has been there for 100 yeah. years, you said. Yeah. Um, when your dad bought it, how it's changed from yeah. now on to then, I think it's a wonderful story and would love for you to share that. Yeah, sure. So my dad hasn't – we haven't owned the pharmacy for 100 years, but there's been a pharmacy there probably almost 100 years. And the first owner was uh, Doc Newsom, who's an old Tucker guy. He lives on the – he used to live on the corner of La Vista and – it's not Fellowship, uh, Henderson Mill, that right corner on the corner is where he used to live. And um, so I can remember when my dad bought the business, he still owned the buildings. And so my dad rented from him. And um, I can remember that um, his wife, who was super sweet, um, he, he tried to raise a rent on my dad, and she wouldn't let him. And it was a great story. But I'll tell you another story. The, about three or four days, this is a great Tucker story, about three or four days after um, my dad had bought the business, Somebody came in and cut a hole in the roof and um, came down in the pharmacy and then busted up his safe. And if you come by, the safe's still there. And it's all busted up. And uh, they took my dad's $35 that he had in the, in the safe. <laughs> and so, and then to add insult to injury, he comes in the next morning and he realizes, hey, they broke in and stole all this medicine and my $35 and busted up the safe. Well, then they, uh, it starts raining. 
<laughs> and so it was pouring rain in the business. And so, um, believe it or not, uh, Gene Kofer, um, mm-hmm. Chip's dad, sent a crew up there, and they repaired that roof, and they never charged my dad. So I've mm-hmm. always had kind of had a place for, for the Kofers. And, as you should. Yeah. As you should. So, so let me jump on what Art said. So how much – um, we'll fast forward here is, yeah. is doing the right thing for people listening doing the right thing in business for either of you guys um it, it, the important thing well i mean uh, it's it's huge and i really i really learned it from my dad because the the stuff that i'm doing now um is just a it's a larger area of everything that he was kind of doing right in tucker and you know he would you know he would do whatever to take care of the of the of the patients and the people in tucker and um, that's kind of where, where we've gone. And, and what I've learned is, is I don't really worry about the money too much. We just provide great service and uh, make sure that we're doing right by our clients and our, and our patients. And, you know, that ju- it just kind of works itself out. Ryan and I have talked about that numerous times, whether it be on, on air or not, that, you know, I feel like that's a lost art. No pun intended. No pun intended. I saw it. Those, dude, those are just so we're getting old jokes. Yep, that's right. I started laughing before you said it. <laughs> so, no, I mean, it is. I mean, from you know, I run a mortgage shop, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so many folks want to go on to www.something, you know, whatever it is, and find the cheapest. And those folks aren't going to do the right thing by you when, you know, and the right thing is what you do when nobody's watching, right? right. 100%. And, uh, you know, I feel like I miss that, that, that time where I should have been around in the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. And before, where a handshake know, a meant hand, something, a handshake meant something, yeah. and and I, you know, I grew up in uh, you know in Tucker and and knew all about cars um, and fountains, drugs, yeah, or whatever. Yep. You know, remember all that? Um, and that was that was Tucker, and that was the the makeup of Tucker. That was the character of Tucker, and I still feel like you know you've maintained that you know through the last forty years that. I, 48 years since I've been <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You got one more, one more year. To, no, uh, it's serious. I was taking my youngest daughter who's 15 out, um, driving and I was showing her, I guess I've told her the same story about main street Tucker a hundred times. I said, so up this road, they'd have the floats on main street and there's cars yeah. and there's used to be a drugstore. You could get, what was it like? All yeah, that. It was real fountain drinks. Yeah. Real fountain drinks. That, yeah. And there she's like, uh huh. And she's listening. Like she said, dad, you've literally told me a story like 20 <laughs> times, but I continued to tell her the same story anyway, which is always enjoyable for the listener so yeah how, how long have some of your customers been with you so it's a little bit weird um now all we do is is end of life care we don't have okay. walk-in business now I see. i've got some veterinary business um from some local vets that send me some compounds but all of my patients they all have a six-month life expectancy so i don't really have them for a long time some some i do i mean there's been some that i've had for two or three years i've had some that have gone off service and then come back on service several times so um but i still have long-term tucker people that used to trade with my dad that that i'm still in touch with that still come by to see me some of my even fill prescriptions for just because they don't want to have to deal with somebody else you know so in there, I'm, I'm hearing somewhere you, I'm not going to, I hate this overword use pivot, but yeah. somewhere you changed your business model. We did in, in 1999. Okay. That's kind of where, I mean, it kind of had been building up. We were doing more hospice and, um, you know, it, it had gotten to the point where it kind of started overwhelming things. And, you know, we wanted to really concentrate on doing that and growing that. And um, a lot of 
independent retail pharmacies right now are struggling and, and a lot of it has to do with things that are just aren't in their control you know insurance companies and things like that and I mean insurance companies aren't bad it's just that some of the way some of them when they get owned by the large chains um, they push business toward the chains and they force people to go to the chains and so there's really not a good it's really a monopoly and it really doesn't fare well for for a small pharmacy so, hard to compete yeah. against guys that <laughs> you yeah. have the across nationwide absolutely yeah Makes sense. So you saw that as an opportunity marketing-wise to go after a different focus. We did, and it was weird because I do do some marketing, um, but but most of it is, is, believe it or not, word of mouth, and it's from the nurses that deal with us because I don't deal with a whole lot of patients. I mean, I have a, a consultant nurse a pharmacist on staff that will do a home visit or, or anything if needed, um, but normally we're dealing with the nurse. That's who we deal with on the phone, and or that's who we deal with in person if they come by. So a lot of times, um, you know, it was just making sure that we, we did right by them. So when you decided, or let's go back actually before yeah. that, when that hospice care started, right. um, how did that opportunity present itself? Crazy story. Good, Cra I can't crazy wait to hear story. it. We love, <laughs> we love crazy stories. So my, mom, my wife's um, grandmother lived in um, Stone Mountain, and um, she called one day and said, I got a friend who can't find this medicine. Um, you know, and so, um, so they sent her up, and we had it, and we filled it. I think we even delivered it. I don't, I don't. I think we did. And so, about two days later, the hospice called, and this was in the '90s, like late '90s. Hospice wasn't a big thing. I think there was only two in Georgia, and um, the one hospice called me and said, "Hey, um, would you uh, would you like to do all of our stuff?" And um, at the time, what they were doing is, you know, the patients are spread out all over the place, and so what they were doing was they would have the patient go pick it up, or they would have the nurse go get it. Um, but the problem was a lot of times the stuff that these patients are on you can't find everywhere. Um, and it was creating problems and it was increasing nursing time and it was really frustrating for them. And then what, then what started happening is they found a pharmacy that would carry the medication, but then when they would charge the um, hospice to deliver it. And they were just sending it any other way. They would send it limo, however, and so you know, it didn't matter. Um, so when we took it over and started doing it, we provided the delivery. We included it in the cost of what we were doing. Um, and we were able to manage the, the, those costs for the hospice. And um, it kind of grew from there. And, you know, it kind of strange that that hospice has been sold three times, but it's been almost 30 years and I'm still servicing that group. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Because you do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, that, that's, you know, Art and I have talked to like, like he said about uh, people wanting to start their own business or whatever. And, you know, I had just this morning, somebody was like, they had prepaid me for something. And, and they also said, Hey, we got a new XYZ. So go ahead and charge my card. And I'm like, well, if you weren't an ethical business person, you can just say, okay, you told me, I said, I've already charged your card. You're good. Yeah. She's like, I can't believe you told me that. And I said, it, it's just to me, it is a hundred percent. I think our listeners need to know it, you grow like arts business. Um, cause we want to make sure we mention that. Um, how does the best way for your, your business? Well, it's the Artworth Mortgage Team of Goldwater Bank. Which I saw the other day. Well, how many doors down are you guys from? Straight just across, across the street. Okay, I saw all right, across <laughs> the street. So I forgot my own story. Yeah. You're, you're, okay. But no, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, people listen um, and they'll, they'll talk about the shortcuts and that. And my personal belief, we don't really have any shortcuts in business, right? I mean, no. do you guys, do y'all have shortcuts or is it just doing, doing what's right and, yeah. and hard work? There's no shortcuts. For well, sure. th there's efficiencies, efficiencies, there's efficiencies, yeah. but um, there's no substitute for just relationships and doing the right thing. I'll tell trust. you, trust, trust is huge, right? Yep. 
I'll tell you this, um, and I, I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but. You sure know, you can. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, 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 we'll make sure. I don't know. But November, ahead. two years ago, um, you know, COVID's thick. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in business. I'm trying to move. I'm trying to buy a house. And, um, you know, I got my own business. And, and the, the struggle of getting all the stuff needed to get, get our mortgage taken care of. And, I mean, it was a challenge, and Art took care of it, and it was, I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, it, a lot of it had to do with, you know, the government regulations and then making sure that, you know, that your business really was operating okay because a lot of businesses were going out at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was a challenge, and, um, I mean, I got tired of hearing from him, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's why, seriously. I mean, cut, that people, <laughs> cut that part out. <laughs> no, no, cut that part out. No, but it's, uh, we were talking about uh, a producer before the show. Um, it's called Over-Communicate to make sure you're taking care of somebody um i don't know if you guys find it but in specific generations i'm not saying all people in it sometimes they just kind of get back to you halfway respond forget lose stuff and to me that's that's just not the way to do business no. i mean you wouldn't you, you know you want to take care of somebody fully and make sure you're 100 on top of it i mean do y'all agree absolutely i agree and i tell you in sales in general people don't want to tell you bad news Mm-hmm. And I mean, loan officers get that all the time. And so there'll be folks that maybe have shopped me, gone somewhere else, and then they, you just, you never hear from them, even though you're calling, but they don't want to tell you to your face. Yeah, they just sort not, I guess, what's the word, ghost you? Ghost you, <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah, whatever the word is. You know, and, and I've had to make some difficult phone calls where it's like, you're not going to get that house. Yeah. You yeah. know, but... You know, here's the ways that we can do it. It may not happen right now, but you, you've got to face the facts. You've got to return people's phone calls. It's basic human decency. The, the yes. ducking, especially in, we, we all know it's a big world, but it's quite a small world. And, you know, that same person who skimped you or didn't pay you or whatever, especially with local stuff, I'm sure Art feels the same way or you feel the same way. You might see that person in a grocery store or whatever. Oh, that's that's inevitable. You're right. Gonna see them. And I've seen people duck behind an aisle because they've done something the wrong way. And I'm looking <laughs> yeah. at my wife. I'm like, see that dude? And he, he's like, he's hiding. He's literally trying to get out of the store. But you know, you got to look at yourself in the mirror. And I want I, I want just people and business owners to know if you're doing things, we all make mistakes. The best way. That's that's the best recipe for. Um, success in my opinion well i mean one thing i've found is that it you know because i mean first thing i'll tell a client is look it ain't gonna be perfect <laughs> right we're gonna do good and we're gonna and one thing i can tell you if you have a problem you're gonna know you can call me directly and um i'm gonna fix it as quickly as i can and then uh, we're going to try to figure out why it happened, and we're going to try to keep it from happening again. But, you know, it, there's stuff's going to come up. I mean, we got, you know, 300 packages going out a day, and most of them have to have signatures. People aren't going to be home. Things come up. People break down. Things are going to happen. But what I found is is if you communicate to somebody that, um, that they really appreciate it and doesn't bother them. What I've found in that same realm is that if everything always goes perfectly – you don't know how good the relationship is. Yeah. You don't really know how good the relationship is until something goes wrong and they see you fix it. That's, right. that's yeah. a great point. I always always say you really see your true colors with who you're doing business with when things go. There's a mistake. It's how they handle the mistake. And I mean, not, we don't want like none of us like to make mistakes. Right. But do you make it right or do you say it's not my fault? And right. <laughs> that, 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 that's not the answer they're looking for. Well, I got, I got a story to tell you. So I had a, a client that um, – I, I mean, it's the first time I've dealt with this lady before. She was handling a hospice. She called me, and there was a there was a pricing problem on her bill, 
and um, it had gone on for several months and so she just moved in and started taking over this spot and so she called she she calls me and says hey is there something you can do about this you know this is not right and so I went back six months figured out how much I'd overcharged her whatever it was wrote her a credit for that was it didn't think anything else about it so then about three months later I get this phone call and it's her and she goes hey do you live in this neighborhood? And I go, yeah. And come to find out, she's my neighbor now. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and and if uh, that's what I'm saying, and people, I, it surprises me sometimes the people that will 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 burn a bridge and uh, they do it for for no, I, you know, next to nothing. But that's I can clearly see that's how we we all do it. So, you guys. So you went to pharmacy school, and then um, you said you mentioned earlier. You say your son may go as well. Well, he's in he's an undergraduate right now. Okay, but he's he's in pre pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he is he thinking one day of joining? Well, is you that know, too, I mean, too early to say. It, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a third generational third generation business, and that you know you start getting into <laughs> it's a lot tougher now third generation. You okay. know, but. Um, you know, I would love it. And I mean, he's worked, he's working for me now, um, you know, when he's home and, you know, he seems to like it and, you know, he's, um, I, I think, I think he'd be real good at it, but, you know, I think there's a lot of other things in pharmacy that he could also do. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause my dad had a business and I worked for him for a little bit and, uh, and it wasn't for me. It was great. You know, I loved working for him, uh, with him. But I absolutely hated the business. It just wasn't it, good people, fine, it, whatever. But How long we, did it take you to realize that? I worked for, well, probably about a year. <laughs> <laughs> and then kind of extrapolate. I stuck, stuck with it for like, it four to six years. And, uh, and I remember, I mean, I remember the conversation. He actually sent me to um, lunch with his financial planner. And he says, what do you want to do? And I go, oh. I don't know. I want to, you know, I want to be a, a rainmaker. I want to be a business development. I want to go out and wine and dine people and play golf and and uh, and that's kind of it. And he's like, "Oh, you want my job?" Um, <laughs> true, um, but I was scared to death to tell my dad. Mm-hmm. So he kind of did, and come to find out, my dad was pretty thrilled about it because similar concerns. I mean, yeah. it was. Um, you know, this was a lot of American made, you know, just truck parts, American made truck parts. And some of the Asian market was coming in and copying it. It was just becoming more increasingly difficult. So now I did get in the mortgage industry and that scared the heck out of him. He's like, as soon as rates go up, they're going to fire you. <laughs> uh, that was 2005 and I wow. uh, haven't gotten out yet. But, um, you know, I, I think it, as, as parents, you know, and, and, you know, we want that legacy, but at the end of the day, what we want is what's going to make our you know, kids happy. Well, I mean, I, my my parents never really pushed me. I mean, my my what they did was just teach me to make good choices. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I I can tell you along the same lines are my oldest son. You know, I mean, he's working down there whenever I need him now. But and he worked two summers ago down there. And I mean, after about the first week, he said, "Hey, Dad, I don't I don't mean no disrespect, <laughs> but I don't know how you do this." And so at that point, I knew he wasn't. Now he'll help anytime I need him to. But you know, we we got an understanding that you know this ain't for him. This ain't fine. his career path. And I'm okay with that. Yep. I don't have a problem with it at all. So. Yep. How important do you guys think work ethic is in terms of you know, making the businesses work? I mean, you know, is there a shortcut for, you know, putting in – there's efficiencies, as you mentioned, are 100%. But some people just don't want to actually do the hard work that it takes to – sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Is that right? It is. And, I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, sometimes when you've been doing stuff as long as we've been doing it, 
um, and you remember the grind when you first got started. Um, when, if you have to go back to that grind, it, it but you know it's tough. But um, but that's kind of what got you there. So you just suck it up and do it. Yeah, that's. I, I'm still thinking on how I want to answer that question. Yeah, no, I can see you, you were you were in deep thought there. <laughs> well, because I, I, you know, the mortgage industry is in a free fall right now. I mean, people are laying people off left and right. And I'm looking at like, do I really want to go back and do all the hard work? You know, I did it. No, it's, it's a very valid question. Yep. It's just- and as a business owner, it's like, you know, you, you accept that you're not an employee, you know, right. you know, you, so you accept, I either do it and the business survives, thrives, or, or don't, or don't do it, or don't do it. <laughs> and I don't get that beach house or the mountain house or, right. you know, or I've got to look my kids in the face and say, I can't afford to do this or, you know, right. so I see you. So, um, I think entrepreneurs just ha- are wired a little bit differently that way um, to go get their, 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 their feet dirty. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, I've been doing a lot of research, something I'm working on, I'll leave it at that. And, you know, one of the common themes is the ups and downs of business. You know, we you know what a year and a half ago or, you know, a year ago, things were in a completely different place. We were. Yes. But, you know, then it flops upside down and, and, you know, and then it'll flop back the other way eventually. And it's just. Uh, and I'm sure you've seen that too, John. Oh, well, it's the first thing that, I mean, I've, I've seen that my whole life. Sure. I mean, we, as soon as my dad bought the business, um, you know, my mom and dad, they, they lived in Tucker and it was, you know, there'd be great years and then there would be not so great <laughs> years. And, you know, the one thing my, my dad always told me is, you know, you just try to keep your, your overhead as low as you can and you can overcome those things. And is, is that the importance of like a rainy day fund for well, the tougher time? I, I don't think there ever is. A, I don't have a rainy day fund. My, my whole rainy day fund is down there in the pharmacy. You know, I mean, it's oh, all yeah, there. I, I mean, I, I, I've not been able to do no rainy day fund. And, I you know, right now, I mean, I want one. Yeah, um, no, but, no, um, I hear you. But anytime I need something, the business is always provided for me, so I don't ever get hung up on it, and I don't ever worry about it. You know, it's just one of those things. So, I can't believe you don't worry about it. I mean, I, I I worry every day. Now, maybe I'm just a worrier, but, um, you know, to that point, my dad would tell the same stories. Um, he would go – I've had this conversation a lot lately, um, just with the mortgage industry going as well. Um, but he would go a year without taking a salary because he would not want to fire somebody. Mm -hmm. He would not want to cut back inventory. And what always came back around a hundredfold was when we came out of the swing, he had all the clients because the other, the other businesses were firing people, couldn't couldn't service them. So when they came back out, they had all the clients. So, um, so yes, I mean, you, as, as owners, you get paid last yep. and you get you, you suffer sometimes because you, you and you make the riches sometimes. Yep. But you, you reap the benefits in the good times, but you, you take it on the chin in the harder times. That's, that's right. right. That's right. And, and that's what I think a lot of people don't see. You know, and at the core, you know, I've had time to, during the summer. I hate is to remember this is a marketing customer service related show and that it's, there's no easy street to any of this stuff. Um, so, John, let's go and go into when COVID hit. Uh, you. How did that impact your business? Well, it was huge, and kind of what Art was saying. I don't know if you have the same problem, Art, but like, like I got great employees, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> to lose an employee to try to refill that spot at some point is just so difficult. I mean, you know, when you've got a good employee, you want to do whatever you can to keep them. Mm-hmm. And what happened during COVID was not only were we trying to mitigate COVID in in our pharmacy, which we did a great job. I think we had maybe one or two people that that sporadically came down with it nobody was really sick so we did a really good job with that but in my business we rely on nurses going out to hospitals to get um to get uh to get patients 
And so the hospital shut all that down. Oh, yeah. So we weren't getting any new um, new patients for like three or four or five months. So it was it was a little bit difficult. Scary. Yeah. But y'all were uh, you didn't have to close or anything, right? No, we couldn't close. Yeah, you're because yeah. you're yeah, what they call it a necessary bit. What was the term? Of? Essential. Essential. Yeah, essential. Essential. Yeah. yeah. We were essential. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. I, it's been curious the people I've talked to that that had to close temporarily, and then the ones that even because of a customer who they were servicing, they were deemed essential. Like mm-hmm. you service, like your case, you know, you were you you had to stay open or you had to stay open. Um, um, so what, um, as I'm thinking through kind of what, John, you know, we come to the last five minutes of the show, people are listening maybe somebody's thinking about starting a business or they're worried about losing their job or they, whatever it is, um, what would just some wisdom that you've learned over the years that you think would be important and it would apply to almost anything in business? Well, I think the big thing is, is it, you know, it all starts with your planning and, you know, what, what are you going to do? You know, what, what, you know, what, service or product are you going to sell and then um and then you know if you've got a good plan just to you know just realize that it's 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 not going to be a sprint and you just gotta <laughs> right you just gotta be able to put up with it and um i was really fortunate because i didn't have to do it from the ground up um because my dad had already started it but um but it's still been the same way i mean you know it's just really just it's not a sprint you just got to keep going and just you know, just, just, and I've had a lot of faith too. So, yeah. So I wanted uh, just to clarify too, because it's not called cars, drugs anymore. I mean, it's palliative care, right? Palliative pharmacy solutions. Thank you. That, yep. Yep. <laughs> Why'd you say that? Cause I was like, I would have butchered probably. Yep. And cars health. So what's kind of the, I mean, the palliative care is basically the hospice care, right? right. Hospice. Yep. And what's cars health. So we're going to, um, we started getting involved in doing COVID testing and testing for, um, antibodies, which I'm big on, um, and given vaccinations, there's a lot of stuff that we did during COVID. But one of the other things that I, I really got, you know, got big on is the, um, some of the supplements that, that you can take during, you know, to keep those illnesses from coming on. And I've been taking them and actually my youngest son has been taking them and for whatever reason, and I'm not saying it's the only thing, but we're the only two that hadn't gotten COVID yet. So, um, you know, we kind of laugh around the house saying we got tiger blood and everything, but it's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is, but, but, um, I've found a very high quality pharmaceutical grade, um, uh, company that does, uh, does those things. And so, um, we've got them out on our website and you can, you can go out and buy them. And, um, and so we're going to put some other lines on there. Okay. So well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That's but, all under car yeah, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I can, I can pat him on the back for making me get vaccinated. And it's not, I'm not, I'm neither here nor there on. So don't, don't call it Ryan about vaccinated, whatever. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> but, but John was like, dude, I got to, you know, Hey, we're doing a Tucker uh, rec. You know, we got a couple extra, you know, come on down or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll get there. Art, you didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> Art, seriously, <laughs> and uh, and, and it was and, and 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 they were wonderful. And uh, and and uh, John and, and his business are going to be uh, represented. Taste of Tucker going to be one of the sponsors. Absolutely. So super excited that yep. it's you Looking know forward it, to it. it's about giving back. It's about Absolutely. being present in your well, community. We, well, let's mention that one. What's the dates of um, Taste of Tucker is it? October first, and we st- I can't do the math, but we started it in 2010. So this is. 13th the 13th year one of art's many hats um you know getting uh art and i together and everybody is uh but like i said got a great guest here today and john um and and um 
so real quick, I got to ask you a question. Did you, did you kind of want to go into that business with your dad or did your dad, did he phase out of her time? Or did he stay with you for a while? Well, I mean, my dad's one of those guys that just, he just works. He, 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 he just works, but you know, he had been doing it for 30 plus years. Okay. And so, I mean, he had kind of had enough of it. And, um, so it was one of those situations where, you know, he, he wanted me to take it over. Um, at that point, you know, it was kind of just, it just kind of just happened. It's kind of the right timing yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now he did. He, he went to work for the state after that and retired from the state. And Are you kidding me? No. I'll get right now. <laughs> I mean, he, he worked for Georgia Drugs and Narcotics. He went through the police academy and did that. For really? Years. And now he works at a, a, a methadone clinic in Buford um, as a pharmacist in charge. So he's just one of those guys that can't stop working. So, that's interesting. Yeah, that's not going to be me. Not me either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Though every time I say, "Well, I said something the other day," so once I finish my dissertation, I'm going to really start slowing down. They're like, "No, you won't. <laughs> you find you you." I mean, Art and I are looking at each other, preaching to the choir. Like you always have to cram one more thing in there. I tell you, I was talking to somebody uh, who's been retired for a while and and lives in my, I'll just leave it broadly my neighborhood, and um, he he just was like, "Man, I've slowed down so much that I've lost a lot of what kept me mentally." going and he goes you know it's fun the first couple of years and he just not plugged into anywhere right, right. it was tough to watch like the rapid decline i hadn't seen him firsthand so i i do plan on remaining active but i i tell people i'm going to slow it down and they don't believe me we'll see yeah in, in something i mean slow it down a little my bit. wife and i just started a new business actually last week and Good. and i'm exci- yeah, excited about what that looks like and uh you know i think you you, you just you work hard so you can live life on your right. time 100 percent. Right? Yeah. so hopefully that'll that'll pan out yeah, I'm working on a thing to get more than 24 hours a day for all of us. So I want to see if I do that, I'm going to be going and buying something big in the middle of the ocean. So. <laughs> You're going to be really rich. Yeah, I'm going to be really rich. Out. Actually, did you know the other day uh, we were like 1.8 milliseconds shorter oh, or something? Because I did the, notice the, the, that. The earth actually tilted off. You know, something apparently happens fairly quick, you know, fairly frequently. So that's why I'm one email shorter reply. That's, <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, we're coming to an end. Um, John, uh, with you, any final words? that you'd like to share to the people, especially, you know, people in business, customer service, whatever business they're in, that might, you want to just impart on them. Yeah, I mean, just the theme that we've had about just try to always do right by the customer and, you know, always communicate well with them. And when things don't go right, the more communication, the better. And if you just, you know, if you do those things, you'll you'll end up being successful. 100%. 100%. And what's the best way people can get in touch with you or your business? Best way is probably on the website. Okay. Um, it would be carshealth.com or um, carsppsrx.com. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I knew I'd butcher that. So without my yeah, glasses on, they get to you. Yeah, they can get to us. All right. Awesome. Art, any final words? No, it's almost football season. Come it on. is almost football season. <laughs> it's been it's been time, and I'm my favorite time of year. Cool down a little bit and That's start right. having some football. Amen. Go dogs. Go dogs. Um, all right. Well, folks, I uh, appreciate y'all. Our uh, co-host, we've said mentioned how to get in touch with him. He's your guy for just about everything you need, so he can hook you up in some way or another. <laughs> and John can keep us healthy. And I and I'm just uh, I'm here, and I, I throw it out to. Uh, for, my friend Francis today, who's who's been uh, doing a great job so, uh, here in the studio. So, uh, with that, I think I'll uh, close this out. Uh, thanks, John. Thanks, Art, and folks. Thanks for tuning in to another Marketing Matters on the End Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio. Uh, check out this in past shows anywhere you get your uh, podcast, or go to endresultswithaz.com. Click on the current shows, and then you can find Marketing Matters. Till next time. 
Thanks for being here. This is Ryan Sauer signing off. This has been another Marketing Matters. And until next time, make your marketing matter. This has been Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. For even more advice, visit ryansowers.com. That's R-Y-A-N-S-A-U-E-R-S dot com.